The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're talking about one woman's quiet campaign to improve women's legal standing during the American Revolution. The day was March 31st, 1776. Abigail Adams wrote a letter to her husband, John Adams, imploring him and his political colleagues to keep the interests of women in mind. At the time, John Adams was away in Philadelphia, attending the Second Continental Congress as a delegate of Massachusetts. Abigail knew that the members of that body were meeting to discuss America's future, including potential new laws and the civil rights of citizens. She also knew that she had the ear of a fairly open-minded man with a powerful role in the new government. So, she seized the chance to put in a word for the nation's women. Over the years, Abigail Adams shared quite a few words with her husband, expressing her views on everything from the education system to the injustice of slavery. In fact, Between the years 1762 and 1801, John and Abigail Adams exchanged more than 1,100 letters, the vast majority of which now reside with the Massachusetts Historical Society. But of all the words that the future First Lady penned, none are more famous or more resonant than those of March 31, 1776. After bringing her husband up to speed on the latest news from Boston, Abigail shifted her focus to the work of the Continental Congress. I long to hear that you have declared an independency, she wrote. And by the way, in the new code of laws which I suppose it will be necessary for you to make, I desire you would remember the ladies 
and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. Do not put such unlimited power into the hands of the husbands. Remember, all men would be tyrants if they could. If particular care and attention is not paid to the ladies, we are determined to foment a rebellion and will not hold ourselves bound by any laws in which we have no voice or representation. Abigail's language is striking, as it echoed the same charged rhetoric used by John Adams and his fellow revolutionaries. Just as they were staging a rebellion against the tyranny of Great Britain, Abigail warned of a women's uprising against the tyranny of unjust husbands. Although she called for better treatment for women, Abigail Adams likely wasn't what you'd call a feminist. She didn't advocate for women's suffrage or even for an equal standing in society or government. However, she was still an intelligent and empathetic woman who recognized that her sex had long been disrespected, underestimated, and exploited with impunity. She likely saw America's experiment with collective self-government as a chance to right those wrongs going forward, and she used the little power she had to try and push her husband and the rest of the Congress in that direction. She had good reason to think her request might be honored, too. Unlike many couples, especially in those days, John and Abigail Adams had a relationship based on mutual respect and affection. Rather than viewing his wife as subservient, John treated Abigail like a true partner and confidant. During his long absences, she would even manage the family farm. She hired workers, brokered sales, and even bought new property, though always in John's name, as she couldn't legally own land herself. Once America's independence was secured, Abigail began to act as a political counsel to her husband as well. In fact, her influence became so well-known that after John Adams became the second president in 1797, Abigail's critics began calling her Mrs. President. Today, historians have a much more positive nickname for John and Abigail Adams, America's original power couple. That said, even though their marriage was more even-keeled than most, they still didn't see eye-to-eye -eye on everything. Case in point, John Adams ignored his wife's plea for him to remember the ladies. In his somewhat tongue-in-cheek response two weeks later, Adams said, quote, As to your extraordinary code of laws, I cannot but laugh. We know better than to repeal our masculine systems. Although they are in full force, you know they are little more than theory. We have only the name of masters, and rather than give up this, which would completely subject us to the despotism of the petticoat. I hope General Washington and all our brave heroes would fight. Although written playfully, John's reply reveals some stark truths. It implies that some men, like himself, knew in their hearts that women were just as capable as men, but they chose not to level the playing field in order to keep their own advantage. Another part of the same letter reveals just how little thought the Founding Fathers had previously given to women's rights. The American Revolution had sparked debates on all kinds of related topics, including the practice of slavery and the rights of Native Americans. But no one in the fledgling government had even considered that America's women might also desire independence. That is, at least until Abigail Adams introduced the idea. We have been told, John Adams wrote, that our struggle has loosened the bands of government everywhere. 
that children and apprentices were disobedient, that schools and colleges were grown turbulent, that Indians slighted their guardians, and Negroes grew insolent to their masters. But your letter was the first intimation that another tribe, more numerous and powerful than all the rest, were grown discontented. Despite John Adams' epiphany, the legal rights of women in America went unchanged for a long time to come. In fact, it was nearly 150 years before the 19th Amendment would finally grant women the right to vote. Looking back now, the power of Abigail Adams' letter isn't so much in what it achieved, but in what it represented, the private first steps of a women's revolution. In time, that fight for equality would outgrow personal correspondence, spilling into the streets and voting booths of the entire country. By that point, Remember the Ladies was no longer a polite request. It was an ultimatum. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.